You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio in the afterglow of the debut of Flames Grilling, where Matty Rose serenaded Brent Cron with uh, Wind Beneath My Wings. If you missed it, check out the podcast. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, Matty, uh, voice of an angel. I think got the Randy Jackson. That's, That's a no for a, me, dog. No for me, dog. And a signature on a samurai. Because if you beat Randy Jackson, you got to get his autograph. Bottom of the hour, Marie Philip Poulain will join us. She's a big deal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she'll join us at the bottom of the hour. Maybe now after listening to what we just did. Maybe not, but whatevs. Yep. Uh, we expect her to be on the air coming up at 8.30. Um, perfect timing to have our next guest on. Number one. He's officially a member of our uh, Sportsnet team. We're really happy to have him. And number two, there's gigantic news floating around the world of golf on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We say good morning to Adam Stanley. Hello, friend. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you guys? Good. Congratulations on the uh, officially official announcement with Sportsnet. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. It's uh, it's It's been a, a long ride. It's been a fun ride, but to kind of have a, a single spot to just be uh, – you know, be the guy at and, and, you know, be able to be part of a network like Sportsnet uh, has kind of been all I've ever wanted. So uh, thanks to you guys for all your sport listeners, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, obviously, you know, dream, dream comes true. And now it's time to get to work. I literally answered your call and, and had to tell Mackenzie Hughes, uh, I'll call you right back because I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the radio with you guys. So uh, here we go. Uh, I love uh, the subtle name drop too, there, Adam Stanley, and we're absolutely happy to have you there. <laughs> what were you guys? Talking yeah, I just, about? I just, yeah, like, uh, is it this whole like you have to explain to us and the listeners this deal yeah. that the PGA Tour has just what what has transpired this morning? Is the deal yeah, with so, merging with Live Dead? Is it not like what what is happening this morning? And if you could just shine a light on what happened this morning that. with the PGA Tour. Yeah, so the reason why McKenzie was calling me, McKenzie's on the Player Advisory Council. He's part of the PAC. Um, same with Nick Taylor. Um, and basically what happened this morning is that the deal between the PGA Tour and uh, SSG, uh, a, a conglomerate of kind of big-time American uh, sports investors, you know, the Fenway Sports Group, uh, guys who own the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I could kind of go on and on. It's kind of the who's who uh, of rich American people who are in the world of sports, uh, they and the PGA Tour uh, have come to an agreement valued at $3 billion uh, to create a private uh, entity called PGA Tour Enterprises. Uh, and, and that's going to give 200 PGA Tour players kind of equity stake in this new venture, the PGA Tour Enterprises. Now, uh, to your question specifically about Liv and PIF and, and all that, um, there, there was no deal in this current deal uh, with PIF. And, and that's because there are so many layers to that. Like the Department of Justice in the United States of America is involved with, with that uh, particular entity. But the door is open still uh, for that uh, negotiations to continue. And, and essentially it says, you know, if, uh, if the government, if the regulating bodies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, if they're okay with PIF being involved in our kind of American business sporting entity, then we as a collective, PJ Tour Enterprises, are also okay with it. So as it stands right now, the PGA Tour will continue to have its 2024 season. Uh, Live's 2024 season uh, is set to kick off this week. Uh, 2025, uh, is, I would I would say at first blush, it looks like they'll be Live and PGA Tour separate. But 2026, 
um, based on how the negotiations between uh, American governments and the PIF and the PGA Tour and this new SSG entity goes. I think that's kind of the year that we should be looking at in terms of this one global tour, whatever that uh, whatever that may look like. But as it stands right now, PGA Tour, SSG, uh, they've combined into a, into a formalized agreement valued at $3 billion, which gives PGA Tour players uh, equity in the in the moving forward new entity called PGA Tour Enterprises. Which I'm sure is great for the current players on tour, but I think what fans care about is, is there still going to be this huge divide between the PGA Tour and live players? Because seemingly that's what that is, at least for this year, right, Adam? 100% for this year and, and probably it's going to creep into it's probably going to creep into next year just based on the it's kind of this overarching issue that kind of transcends just golf it, it, like like I mentioned a couple minutes ago like quite literally the American government and its justice department needs to say that they are okay with the the Saudi government being involved as aggressively as they are in in basically an American sports league an American sports venture so to the fans, yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be this divide uh, at least for this year, probably into next year, um, and then the year after that is uh, is maybe when we're gonna see some some coming together. When I see guys like Tyrrell Hatton now jumping over to live, obviously John Rahm was a gigantic name and getting hundreds of millions of dollars to go play for live. When I just see the leaderboard at the Farmers, um, yeah, Adam, that's no that's not good for golf. Like respect to whoever won. The, the French guy, Pavon, is it, who won? Pavon, yeah. yeah never yeah. heard of the guy in my life, which is fine. Good for him for, for winning his first PGA Tour event. That's great at the Farmers. But the Farmers used to be a big deal. That used to be Tiger Woods, Tory Pines. Here we go, big-time yeah. tournament. And all of a sudden, it's like, who's that on the leaderboard? And it just can't be good for the sport when all these guys are at live and their tournaments seem very janky on a network nobody watches. But you also have seemingly more star power now on the live tour than you do on the PGA Tour. I just feel like it, it's such a mess right now, Adam, and I don't necessarily know what the answer is. Yeah, it, it's a it's a great point. I mean, from a from a fan perspective, I think it's really hard to to be you know engaged with men's professional golf right now at the level that you know outside you, of the majors, really of course. Outside of the majors, you know, on, like this week, at, uh, there's going to be some interest in that live event because it's the first one that John Rahm is in. It's their new season, and I could go on and on and on. But, you know, we're talking uh, 79 of the top 80 golfers on the PGA Tour, minus Terrell Hatton, of course, now. Um, they're all going to be teeing it up at, at Pebble Beach, the most, uh, arguably the most iconic venue on the PGA Tour. So if we've got, you know, Rory and Scotty and JT, uh, and maybe there's a Canadian in the mix, and you can kind of take your pick from, you know, the top guys. Victor Hovland's making his return. Um, all the If they're in the mix come the weekend, people are not really going to care about the live event. They're going to be dialed into the PGA Tour, which was kind of the thing that everyone wanted from those signature events. But mm. now back to your point, we've got the four majors, we've got the Players' Championship, we've got the eight signature events, so that's, you know, 13, 14 weeks out of the year, um, you know, when there's 40 tournaments. So the majority of them are, are, are fans of the game not really going to pay all that much attention because we've got guys like Matthew Pavon uh, winning. Maybe. Like, is he a great story? Yeah, a million percent. But great stories don't always draw eyeballs. Nick Dunlap, the uh, the amateur who mm-hmm. won at the American Express a couple weeks ago, uh, he was able to kind of draw something in because you know, what he did uh, hadn't happened in three decades. And I think that that golf is unique in that way. There, There's opportunities for fun and creative and unique and never before 
seen stories like that. But um, yeah, week in and week out to be a fan of men's professional golf has definitely gotten uh, tougher. And I'm hearing that from friends and buddies and family and this and this, that, the next thing. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's going to be another year of kind of this divide and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for fans for sure. With some of these latest moves over, just how much more intriguing is live to you on a week-to-week basis just on a personal standpoint? I think, like, because there's no Canadian stop and no yeah. Canadian guys, it still isn't all that, you know, it's not all that exciting for me. And because, like, the format is still so exhibition-y, like, it's, yeah, if John Rahm's team comes out and they win this week, you know, that's going to be kind of, fascinating but am i gonna like run to the cw or youtube to see you know john rom's legion 13 take down brooks kepska's smash gc on saturday like probably like probably not (laughs) Uh, even like saying that kind of makes it sound like it's a you know grade six like sports league project that uh kind of unfolded there so um am i going to be hot to see you know, John Rahm's return at Augusta National uh, and Brooks, how, how he may be coming into the major championship season again. And, you know, Phil, Phil finished tied for third at the Masters this last year in 2023, right? So, you know, will those names kind of pop into my golfing psyche again when the majors roll around? Yeah, 100%. But, you know, the, the, the live format, um, the graphics, the team name, the there's just... It's championship just kind of like, rings? Man, you, guys, you guys are trying too hard. The championship rings at the end of the season? Yeah, for the winning team. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't quite didn't quite strike my fancy yeah. exactly. But Sick. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's again you zoom out you think about from the perspective of the fans like it's such a bummer that you know all of this the money talk and the names and the rumors and the this and the that you know kind of impacts the day to day enjoyment of what should be kind of the the best and buzziest time kind of golf that golf has ever had. Um, has it been ruined? Uh, you know, that might be a strong word, but has it been impacted? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, in, like the enjoyment of it all. Yeah. How long before live is on like an actual sports network and not the C dub? <laughs> like, it's just, they just can't break through. Like they just can't, yeah. they just can't do it. So I don't know. Like if in, I don't think it's going to happen in 2024, but like if in 2025, the the formalization of hey in 2026 we're all going to be playing like globally together so whatever like your disdain about us like that just goes by the wayside maybe and maybe then they'll be on a on a channel but i don't really know where like all the all the major networks are already tied in the pga tour so who knows we'll have to see Adam Stanley, Sportsnet golf analyst, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. Uh, I'm, I'm into, like, golf equipment. I'm a bit of a golfer nerd when it comes to stuff like that. It really interests me. How weird is it going to be Tiger Woods wearing tailor-made gear instead of Nike gear on the course? It's going to be pretty strange. I mean, we're talking two and a half decades, I guess, of just this iconic like, yeah, brand I, partnership. Yeah, like... And now it's done. yeah. It's... But I think the one thing that I have been thinking about a lot and, and a couple of people have kind of brought up is that what what are we really going to remember about Tiger Woods? It's like the Nike, the, all the Nike stuff, right? All those all those images, those indelible kind of thoughts and memories and, and pictures that are just iconic and that will go down in history. Like they're all just Nike things, right? So, um, yeah, he's going to be wearing different stuff and it's going to be weird. And, you know, who knows if he manages to pull off the – pull off the incredible and win another major wearing, uh, you know, Sunday red or whatever it's called. Um, then that'll be something that'll go down in history, but that will be one of, you know, a hundred other one out of a hundred that were like Nike memories. So 
um, yeah, I mean, times change, people change, life goes on, but specifically, yeah, it's going to be really weird. Uh, is Nike getting out of golf altogether? Um, they, like, they seem to be signing other guys, and I think what they're, and putting out, like, new shoes every, you know, every every month or whatever it is, like, specific drops, so I, I don't think that they're getting out of golf, but they may be getting out of, like, sponsoring guys on on the pga tour um and I, i'm not too sure about the lpga tour like nelly corda on the lpga arguably you know best golfer that's out there she's a nike athlete head to toe and there hasn't really been any rumors about uh about her uh, or about her clothing or, or what have you so um yeah i don't know if they're gonna get out of the game specifically but um you're definitely going to see a reduction in, in those uh, Nike sponsored athletes, I would say. Um, obviously uh, this week, you mentioned it, uh, one of the most iconic uh, courses, even Spyglass is right up there with one of the greatest courses yeah. on the planet. Uh, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, not so much AM this year, just two rounds of amateurs on the Thursday and Friday, because now this is an elevated event with a ton more prize money. Uh, what's so much different about this year's edition that maybe we have seen in the past at this tournament? Yeah, so signature events, so there's only 80 guys in the field. Um, you know, the amateurs, uh, we're only going to see, like, athletes, basically. So no Bill Murray, no actors, no influencer types, that sort of thing. Uh, only two golf courses as well because of the reduced field, Spyglass and Pebble. They had Monterey Peninsula in there as well. Uh, and a lot of guys either making their debuts at the Pro-Am uh, or, or returning after a number of years off. Like, a lot of the guys maybe last played in 2019 when the U S open was also at Pebble beach. Um, so I'm going to be intrigued like a Justin Thomas, for example, he hasn't played since then. Scotty Scheffler has never played the Pebble beach pro-am. He's only played those two U S opens uh, and he missed the cut at both. I think uh, Rory, he hasn't played the Pebble beach pro-am in you know, a half decade, if not more. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how the, the biggest names in the sport, don't usually play this tournament and certainly haven't over the last couple of years. So it'll be fascinating to see how they uh, navigate it around for sure. And uh, you know what else I'm excited about kind of getting all these Canadians as well. Like I couldn't not mention the fact that we've got five Canadians who finished in the top 50 uh, in the FedEx cup standings last year, all these guys, they're all in their prime. They could all win this week. Nick Taylor's won this tournament before. uh, And, and I think, you know, as we keep chatting as the year goes on, that's just going to be kind of the common thing. Like the guys, on the PGA tour who are Canadian and you can add Taylor Pendrith in that mix as well. Like they're, they're on heaters. Like they are in their primes right now. And it doesn't matter if it's a signature event or a run of the mill tour event. Like these guys have a chance to win every week. And and that's, that's going to be really fun to see this year. That's fascinating to me. Uh, We're going to have to get you on for some of these tournaments, maybe find a little bit of betting edge there with some of the Canadians as well. But you think wins are like, who do you see in this group of Canadians that can actually win tournaments this year? Do you see all five of them in that ability? I really do because for a variety of reasons, like one, like, like I mentioned primes, they're all in their primes right now. They're early thirties. They've all been on the PGA tour for a number of years. There's no real threat for any of them to go off the PGA tour. Uh, They all kind of know where their strengths are, know where they like to play, know what they like to do, know the routines. And they're all pushing each other as well. You know, they play, play practice rounds. They see somebody wins. They see someone gets a top 10, like even Taylor Pendrith, who's outside the top hundred. He's the highest ranked guy that we have 
he's had two top tens in his first three tournaments this season. Like he's, he's ready to go. Like he knows, he knows what he's doing. Uh, he's locked in, he's dialed in and, and, and he, you know, could have a, have a breakthrough year and finally take one of these tournaments across the finish line. So uh, out of all of the guys, you know, Corey Connors, of course, remains the most steady. He's the highest ranked guy for a reason. If he just puts average on a week, he's probably going to be in the top 10 because of how great his ball striking is. But out of all of the guys, I think, I honestly think that Nick, is probably the best prepared to win every single week because of just how incredible the change in his short game went from 22 to 2023. Like he was 140th or something in strokes gain putting in 2022. Last year, I think he was 37. And that is just, he's always been a straight ball hitter. He's hit it far enough, but the short game totally turned on its, uh, on its head last year. And that looks to continue this year. So if you're going to be, Hitting it pretty straight and making a ton of putts, that's a pretty good recipe, especially on a golf course like Pebble. It's only 6,800 yards. So, um, yeah, I mean, Corey's top ranked for a reason, but uh, I really like Nick this year to to have another, you know, another breakout year or another really steady high-ranking year as um, well. Adam, we'll see it at the Super Bowl. The CBS has the Super Bowl, and we'll see. Uh, they'll flash some Masters commercial, the tradition unlike any other, and Jim Nance going to be there with his soft voice and the tinkling piano. Um, give me a dark horse to win the, the Masters. Falling trees. Right now, the 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 last day of uh, you know heads up. Falling trees. Yeah, last day. Head on a swivel out there. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the last yeah. day of January. Give me a Masters dark horse right now. That if I wanted to place a bet on, I would. Oh my gosh, a Masters, a Masters dark horse. Dark horse. Um, let me see. Like how how far how far deep do we have to go for outside a, of for the dark t- horse? outside of the top twenty favorites? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Okay. He knows. Yeah. This is what he does. He knows. There's only, dude. There's only like seventy guys in the field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I give you one? Yeah. Can I give you one? Give me, give me one, and I'll and I'll, and Min I'll have Min Wu Lee. Yeah. Min Wu oh, Lee. Min Wu Lee was probably. Yeah, he would have been kind of my my pick if only because like people don't really know him, but they like but they should. Um, let me think about. Let me. Ben I'll, on. I'll text you. I'll text you one. Yeah. Ben. Uh. No. I. I like. Hmm. I think. Corey probably is pro- like just by oh. default because I you're kind of putting me on the spot. He's so like, close. Corey had the, he had the three. He had, he had the three straight top tens, and then he missed the cut last year. So he's going to be like hot to get back in the mix. And the fact that this is going to be his, you know, six Masters or whatever it is, he, he he's going to know exactly what to do. So yeah, I mean, Corey, you could probably get Corey to win the Masters at like fifty to one right now. So. Just by default, because he put me on the spot, I'd, I'd probably say him. But my apologies. Next time we chat, I'll, I'll come. I'll come more prepared. Okay. I'll have a better answer. Phil. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be outside the top twenty guys that could win. To be honest, I think Ooh. he's inside. I think he's one of twenty. Sun JM. Whoa, love a Sun JM pick. Yeah, he's he's due. Like I feel like he hasn't. He's kind of just been dialed in, but he hasn't won in a while. So, uh-huh. uh, and Sun has all the tools. Like he's just a. He's like your ball. Your favorite ball striker's favorite ball striker, and that's kind of all you need to do around there. It's a second shot golf course for sure. Speaking of ball strikers, Will Zalatoris. Mm, too many questions about his back. Okay. Mm. And the putter sometimes can let him down there. And the putter's a little janky. Little yeah. janky. Yeah. yeah. He went to the big one, though. He seems to be like, after uh, after playing in the hero and just having an absolute disaster on the on the, on the the carpets, he seems to have turned it around a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think too many. I think if you're going to go with Zalatoris, he might be the guy that wins... Wins in wins at Valhalla, maybe wins the PGA, oh. wins at Pinehurst, wins at Pinehurst, wins the U.S. Open. I could see Will Zalatoris okay. taking the U.S. Open across the finish uh, line this year. I'd yeah. rather never make a putt in my life again than use a stupid stand-up putter. <laughs> Nothing just jetting out of my bag. 
Would never do it. You, you do not. Yeah, you would. Re- <laughs> if your putter, if your putter is taller than an eleven-year-old, you don't want it. Yeah, no. If it's as if it's yeah. as tall as your driver, I don't want it. This looks so no, stupid out there. All right, use, use it to prop, prop up a window and, and yeah. nothing else. Yeah. I hate I hate those so much. Uh, Adam, <laughs> welcome to the team. Officially official. Thanks. Really to have you on. We love talking golf with you. Thanks, pal. Enjoy the tournament. We'll do this again soon. No worries. Yeah, looking forward to it. Adam Thanks, Stanley, uh, golf analyst for sports and on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Straight ahead, Marie Philip Poulain. Big show, Russick and Rose. Oh, and our locks of the day, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We'll wrap up today's edition with our lock of the day, brought to you by Metal Supermarkets. But right now on the line, on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, she plays for Montreal of the Professional Women's Hockey League. She is a multiple world champion and Olympic gold medalist. We say good morning to Marie Philip Poulin. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for jumping on this morning. Uh, I like to ask this question. I've had, I've interviewed a lot of your fellow Olympians. Megan Mickelson works for our station. She yep. does a great job of uh, breaking down the flames. She's an analyst for the Calgary Flames. Where do you keep the gold medals, Marie? Uh, I can't tell you. No, I'm kidding. Well, I do have a safe. It's I not treasure, Marie. It's a gold medal. Like where? Where do you keep them right now? It's close. It's close to it. Yep. Uh, it's in a safe back home. So okay. Is is the silver medal with them? Yes, it is. Yeah. Does that thing ever see the light of day? Not that I'm. You know, like again, it's always about the gold medals, and we know in Canada. But does the silver medal level never get taken out too? Yes, you know, you got to show it. That's how you learn, that's All right. for sure. Okay, <laughs> uh, obviously three-time Olympic gold medalist. And uh, you're going to be a part of uh, All-Star Weekend, which is super exciting. Uh, you guys are going to have a uh, PWHL uh, showcase uh, tomorrow night on Sportsnet, 4 o'clock Calgary time. You're playing a three-on-three uh, game. How excited are you to be a part of this tomorrow night? So exciting. Yeah. Obviously, uh, we've been waiting for a long time and being able to Part of the league in January and obviously being part of the All-Star Weekend here. Uh, it's going to be exciting to showcase our product. Obviously, we've had a lot of positive talk uh, around the league and obviously being here, uh, sharing this, being able to be on the, around with the guys is going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Best on best, round three, and we're going to enjoy the moment. Uh, how I don't know if, if relief is maybe the right word, but finally having seemingly a stable professional women's hockey league what does that only mean from yourself and the players in the league, but also what this means for women's hockey moving forward? Uh, it means a lot. Obviously, like you mentioned, it's been uh, years in the making. I've been waiting for a long time. Uh, all of this finally uh, coming to life. Uh, it's been professional from the start. Um, it's only for ourselves. Obviously, the, the ladies that have been there before us that, that work so hard uh, and can continue to play hockey for, for, for free, and they did it for passion. Obviously, finally uh, putting a league together, having the right people behind it, having the right infrastructure. It's been unbelievable. Having the right sponsors, uh, all of it, it's been huge. And uh, just the start of something great, and uh, it's unbelievable where we're at right now. Marie, tied for the league lead with six goals uh, and, and playing in Montreal as well. Just how special has it been to not only have obvious success in this league, but do it in Montreal? Uh, it's been great. Obviously, been pretty lucky to be part of the, the three first line here in the Montreal franchise. And 
it's been great, obviously, staying uh, home, uh, being close to family and friends, being able to, to play in front of our, our home fan base. Uh, it's been unbelievable. Uh, you can see across the league, there's been uh, records going all around with the attendance uh, base here. Uh, so it's been great, obviously, being able to play in Montreal, having that play in front of that, that logo. Uh, mm. It's been great, and I'm uh, looking forward to, to playing more. Which has been the best environment that you've played in so far? I know it's only been eight games for you so far, but which has been your favorite game environment? Well, I think we've been pretty fortunate across the league. Obviously, uh, playing home on home, like in Montreal, it's been great. Uh, from the our home opener to the last couple of games, it's been great. And obviously, the, the first game, uh, obviously we were able to play in Ottawa in front of a set-out crowd. Uh, just having that moment to step on the ice to, to say we're family, did it. Uh, obviously, having a moment with Brianne Jenner uh, at the center ice there. Obviously, she's a great friend of mine. And looking at each other and saying, finally, we, we made it. <laughs> it was a very special moment, for sure. Is, is it surprising how deep the league is, Marie? Uh, it's not, because that's what we've been uh, looking forward to. Uh, we've been wanting to have that professional... Uh, league for for many years where obviously there's 16 right now obviously there's people that are not playing in that league but it just shows how professional it is and not everybody can be part of that sadly but it just shows how every team is so deep and it's so important and you can see every game it's a one goal hmm. game or it goes in overtime and every game is a battle and the best part of it you're playing to be uh, for a playoff spot so hmm. not every team's going to make it so it makes the season even more worth it uh, what is this ultimately going to mean for the Olympic competition? Because that's something in the women's game that maybe uh, the criticism was maybe that the talent pool isn't deep enough to challenge countries like us in the United States. But now with this league and these other countries being able to play in this league and other players from those countries to play in this league, it just makes their national team stronger. What do you think uh, that will affect the Olympic competition moving forward here? Because I think it's good for everyone if it is a lot tougher to win that gold medal. Yeah, it's going to be huge. I, I think uh, being part of that league, just bring everybody in the same uh, league here that we we're able to push each other. We have like Czech people, Czech girls that are playing in different teams in the league. We have mm-hmm. like the, from different countries. And that's what we want. We want people coming here, playing in the best league in the world, being able to move uh, the hockey to the, the best of its capacity. And that's something that's what we do. When the best are playing with the best against the best, that's how the women's hockey is going to get better. And you can see it all already at the U18 level. Obviously, uh, sadly, the Canadian team lost uh, this year in the in the semifinal. And you have other team in the final, and that's what we want to want. It's not always going to be U.S.-Canada. That's what people are going to have to start realizing, that it's getting better across the world. It's not because... Canadian team loses because we are everybody's getting better across the the country and across the world so that's unbelievable. A lot of the other five teams either have Canadian teammates, American rivals like you mentioned a whole bunch of European players as well. Uh who's Montreal's biggest rival right now? That's a good question. I think it's pretty awesome to to be part of this, but you got to go with Toronto. We only played one time with against them, but obviously we, we have a lot of friends on that team, and uh, there's a lot of rivalry there. Uh, Marie-Philippe Poulin, Olympian world champion. She plays for Montreal, the Professional Women's Hockey League, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Uh, Marie, what, what would some advice you give to our listeners who have a young daughter who wants to get into hockey and become a hockey player like you. What, what some advice would you give to those parents right now listening to this? 
I think it's just supporting them uh, to their passion, obviously. Uh, if I talk to myself, I've been pretty fortunate to have parents that really supported me to my passion and obviously to, to be there for them, to encourage them. And obviously right now having the PWHL uh, guiding them and making them making sure that they can dream big to be part of this and to just supporting them, uh, encouraging them and for them to have fun through it all. What are you looking forward to in this Thursday event? It's going to be the three-on-three. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're expecting, what we might see in the three-on-three showcase? I think the best part of it is all of us, we get to play with each other and against each other. It's going to be a mix of all the teams. Obviously, I'm looking forward to to play with Haley Knight. That's somebody that I get to play against her a lot, but being able to, 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 to see her skill live and being able to... to play with her is going to be awesome and all of it i think uh all of us are looking forward to this moment to, to push each other to show our product but also to enjoy the moment uh we're all here for a reason and uh take some pride in where we're at and showcase what we have uh how tough is it marita to separate the fact that there's a lot of friends between the u.s and american team but then when you guys meet on the ice especially for a gold medal at a world championship or at olympics it's winner take all here. It's the intensity we see it through the television. How, how do you guys manage, you know, being friends with these with these other players on the other team, but then wanting to beat the brakes off them in a gold medal game? How do you manage that? Uh, I mean, I, I think to be to be honest, when we wear that jersey, um, it's easy to to know what we're going for. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, there there is a lot of mutual respect on and off the ice. Uh, but at the end of the day, we, we do work for the same dream, for the same goal. And when it's time to, to for that puck to drop, um, I think all of us know it's work time and uh, it's whoever is ready to go at that moment. Uh, it's, it, everybody's competitive. Everybody wants to win. Uh, it's physical. It's fast. And that's the best part of it. I think people have seen it the last couple of weeks in the PWHL how fast and physical our game is getting to. And uh, being part of it is amazing. And uh, we get to, to grow that. We get to keep pushing that. And obviously, when we get to play against each other, um, there's no friends on the ice. Uh, you have one of the sweetest nicknames, Captain Clutch. Uh, you've scored some gigantic goals for your country. When you're sitting on, on the bench about to go on the ice in these pressure-packed situations, does your mindset change? Uh, you're obviously one of those people who wants to be on the ice during these situations just take us through your thought process when you're in an overtime in a gold medal game or really late and you need to tie the game up how do you think the game in those situations well i think i'm someone that uh, does take a lot of pride in details and to, to me since i was a kid my parents always told me you play like you practice and obviously when those big moments happen uh I do look around because this is a team game and there's teammates that are going to be there to support you through different roles and how depending on the game goes. But obviously, you're trying to be in those big moments. Obviously, when those moments happen, um, to, to just enjoy it. Uh, I've been playing since I was five years old. I've been enjoying it. I've been playing with a big smile. And obviously, I've been preparing myself also for those moments. That, that extra mile, that extra rep on the ice, off the ice, that prepares you for those big moments and obviously I've been pretty fortunate but uh, I would not be here with any of my teammates and they're a big part for this uh, when you scored uh, the winning goal that they had to review uh, did you know it was in right away at the world championship did you, did you know it was right in right away well at that moment when I I did think it was go it was in until I came back to the bench and everybody asked me if it was if it was in and they kind of I kind of started self-doubting me when I was like okay well maybe not 
So when the buzzer went on, obviously, it was a very special moment because it's been a long time since we won at that moment. Uh, is there anything sweeter than hearing that buzzer, knowing that you did score? I mean, it was very special, obviously. I think you can see with our <laughs> celebration how we actually did not know how to celebrate. Our pile was just awful. It was flat on the ground, and it just showed how much it's been a, quite a while since we've won. <laughs> Um, take us through, uh, this is something we wanted to talk to you about as well. Uh, take us through your role with the Montreal Canadiens. Yes. I mean, I've been pretty fortunate, um, two, two years ago, uh, seeing them uh, with the Canadian organization and see if I would want to be involved. And obviously, uh, being part of the development team, um, as a consultant, something that eventually after my career, I would love to, to be part of. And obviously, they, they wanted me to, to be involved in that. And obviously, when I signed, there was no league, but they knew I was still prioritizing uh, my play, playing career. And they understood that. And obviously, they, they were really okay with it. They told me to, to come in whenever I could, and they really were awesome with that. And they still, to this day, being a great supporter of this. But just being able to involve when there's rookie camp in the summer, when there's people coming into town and be able to connect with them and see where they at. It's something that, to me, eventually I could see myself to be in that role and be more, more present for them. Uh, terrific stuff. Uh, we will see you uh, tomorrow night playing in the three-on-three PWHL for All-Star Weekend. It'll air around 4 o'clock Calgary time. Marie-Philippe Poulain, Olympian world champion and part of the Montreal team for the Professional Women's Hockey League. Great stuff, Marie. We'll see you on the ice tomorrow night. Thanks for this. Thank you so much. There she Bye. is on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, Rogers did announce, Maddie, a lifetime partnership with the PWHL uh, Montreal to reach girls and get them interested in the game. Rogers is teaming up with Hockey for Youth to grow opportunities with youth and the game to get to new audiences. So uh, great stuff from her. And uh, that horn when it went off, when oh, they scored. Yeah. And then you jump on the ice. Who got injured? I can't remember her name. She got oh, injured, man. broke her, like her leg, and she was even out on the bench. And yeah, with like in a wheelchair. Just, yeah. and it's like, but, like just not good. Straight but, up broke her leg, but straight up really excited that they yeah. just won the gold medal. It's like, oh no, you got hurt, but it's fine. But we're out here. Bones heal. Yeah, bone. That gold medal will be there forever. Blair Turnbull. That's right. That's who it yeah, was. That was sweet. Yeah. Is there anything better when you're at a hockey game? You think the puck went in, and you're just waiting for that horn to go off. Well, that happened to us, what, a couple of weeks ago? Back yeah, we were at the, the partial breakaway. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, was it in? I was like, it's in for sure. Horn? It's in. Horn? Horn? Kept waiting. Kept no wa- horn. Still waiting for that horn, actually, believe yeah. it or not. I See just it? love the big fireball at the Saddle Dome where you feel the heat after yeah. the goal. That's the best part. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I also asked her where the silver medal is. The silver medal gets no love. She says it does. A little bit. She says it does. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. in a safe. Yeah. I don't know. If I won gold medals, I'd be wearing them all the time. Worrying them to the show. Yeah, I know you would. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't. I get it. Not at all. Eh, we get it. Um, we got uh, one we thing understand. left to do on today's edition. It's the lock of the day. Oh. How did we do yesterday? I don't know. I was bad again. Uh, Just I terrible. won. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, George, you won as well. You're now Boom. tied with Patrick. Damn he right. He took I a am. loss. You guys are both four and three. Okay. Maddie takes another L. He's uh, one and six over seven days here. So. Looks like he's going to have to get that, uh, that <sighs> pen and pencil ready to go from the myfrontpagestory.com. My typewriter out. Yeah. Um, there's there's lots for me to select today, but let me read the tag first. The lock of the day is brought to you by Metal Supermarkets Calgary, offering a large variety of metal types and shapes 
Cut to any size and ready fast. Metal Supermarkets Calgary, the convenience store for metal. Located on 50th Avenue, Southeast. Um, I think I'm going to go to the EPL today, gentlemen. Uh, Man City, Manchester City. Third in the EPL. Needs a win today. Hell yeah. Hosting Burnley, who's 19th in the Prem. Love me some burn. These teams met uh, in August of last year. Back in the day. Uh, Man City with a 3 nothing win. Wow. I'm going to take Man City on the Asian handicap. Okay. There's one thing I love to influence my betting on January 31st. It's a result from August. Yes. I'm going to take Man City minus one and a half on the Asian handicap. So they got to win by two or more goals today Great. at home. I love giving soccer picks on this yeah, show. It's, it's like one of my solid. favorite things to do because you just stare at me with like a blank look on your face. Yep. Sure do. All right. Where are you going? What uh, what loser NHL pick yeah, are you going to share Once again, us? reminder to fade. Uh, Dylan Larkin's on an 11-game heater. I'm going to parlay a couple things from the Detroit Senators game tonight. It'll be on Sportsnet West. They're going to announce who the participants in the different skills competitions are going to be on Friday uh, during the first intermission of this game. So maybe I'll watch it. Dylan Larkin, like I said, 11-game point heater. I'm going to parlay uh, one point for Dylan Larkin, at least one point, okay. over a half, as well as Brady Kachuk to go over three and a half shots. He did this in the first period of their last game and ended up with seven. Loves to put the puck on net, one of the only senators that you can kind of count on to actually have a pulse game in and game out. Okay. So I'm going with Brady Kachuk, over three and a half points, and Dylan Larkin, over a half point, and fade your boy. Okay. Where are we going, GVP NBA? I'm going to stick with the hoops. It's been very good to me. I'm, I'm going to take the game that's on Sportsnet tonight, Oklahoma City and the Denver Nuggets. Ooh, that's a sexy game. This one is basically right down the middle, but I believe in the Denver Nuggets tonight. They're a bit better odds on the money line here, so I'm going to ride with the Nuggets to, to pick up the win on the money line. Love it. Uh, what's our boy Patrick Dumas? Uh, Patty Dumas also going to do some basketball as oh. well. He's going to take some take a look at the, the Clippers game tonight. He's got Kawhi Leonard over 37.5 points, rebounds, and assists combined. Mm, okay. The claw's been good for them. Mm-hmm. Him and his Clips in general, man, hands. they've just been red hot. They look good. Yep. They look really good. I'm just going to stop putting my bets on my hockey and just start doing GVP stuff instead. Because it's way better? It's wins. Yeah. It's like our NFL picks. Why would I well, follow you or Patty? Right, but also my lock of the day. I think like I'm on a three three game heater here. Yeah, but I'm also not going to bet on soccer. It's good afternoon watching after your nap. That's when I nap. Our, after, our days are different, bro. <laughs> yeah, I nap after the show. I get stuff done after the show. Not I, me. I wait. I go crush a nap and then I then I tackle the rest of my day. I usually get home, have a little snack, uh, take the dog out, a snacky. Maybe play a little vids and then hit the gym. Okay. And then after that, it's lunchtime, walk the pup, and then crawl into bed, get up around 4 o'clock, do a little prep for the day, for the evening, and then just mm. watch sports and make dinner and go to bed. Tonight's movie night. So I actually probably won't watch any sports tonight. Uh, hold on. So. I want to ask you about movie night. But uh-huh. uh, Lock of the Day is brought to you by Metal Supermarkets Calgary, offering a large variety of metal types and shapes cut to any size and ready fast. Metal Supermarkets Calgary the convenience store for metal located on 50th Avenue, Southeast.
There you go. What's on movie night tonight? Tonight uh, is Christian Bale's 50th well, birthday. Well, just give the listeners who don't know what movie night at, oh. at, the, at the Rose Pad. Yeah. It's just, you the know. The Rose Petal. Uh, trying to, you know, be positive for, you know, not only the listeners in the show, but also, you know, trying to help the relationship every once in a while, too. So we're doing movie night on Wednesdays where one of us picks a theme in three films and the other person has to decide what the film is uh, of the three choices. So uh, it was Christian. I, I always try and find just like a dumb theme. Sure. Like last time I did it, it was like what day of the week is it or day of the year is it? Yep. So there was a whole bunch of dumb ones. Uh, it was Christian Bale's 50th birthday yesterday. Mm. So he asked Adnan Verk what his favorite Christian Bale movies are, and he picked... Yelling at a director? Uh, mm, Dark Knight, American Psycho, and is it The Machinist? Yes. Uh, those three. So I'm going to float those to the better half today okay. and see what she picks. I've seen two of those three. I'm going to say she probably picks American Psycho or The Machinist. Mm. Uh, American I Psycho is a little... Even the machinist, like he looks terrifying in it. Yeah, because he's so gaunt and skinny. I mean, yeah. none of those movies are very happy-go-lucky. That's another, no. <laughs> another good point. Yeah, pretty, it's pretty dark movie. An uplifting uh, in the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I might swap that one out for something else because I know she's not going to pick it. So I might pick a different Christian Bale movie. Okay. Um, what do we got coming up? What are you doing on Mucho Big Show? Are you doing something or uh, good stuff with Cron today? We're gonna replay some Croner. Are, we, are you going to replay uh, Flames Grilling? I will be, yes. Now, uh, before we go, I want to get your uh, true assessment of Flames Grilling. Where do you think it ranks on the games we've played? Um. So what would you consider in the games we've played? Okay, there's Flames Hot Seat. There's Dragon's Breath, which hasn't been around in a while. There's um, the Sum of All Flames. Okay. And now uh, Flames Grilling. And you know we haven't done it in a while. It could be this, but it might be that. Yeah, I also like that one. All right, Dragon's Breath is fifth. Okay. For sure. All right. Um, well, you think of that. Where yeah. where does Flames Grilling rank for you, GVP? Uh, I think it's number one. Okay. I thought it's it was really fast-paced. Yeah. Made what me a, laugh. What am I missing here? Grilling, Hot Seat, Dragon Breath, this or that. And Sum, Sum of, of All, all flames. flames. Oh, yeah. I like Sum of All Flames. That's all right. All right. Uh, five is definitely Dragon's Breath. Okay. I'm going to go Some of All Flames is four. Okay. This or that is three. Okay. Hot Seat and Grilling are one, two. I don't know how to okay. determine those. All right. One of the two. Okay. Yeah. I do like watching you guys suffer eating hot foods. I am actually have a higher hot food tolerance than I thought I would. Hmm. But maybe because I'm distracted on hosting the show, my body's like... Use your, my, my mind is overpowering the body when it comes to the hotness. Like, I'm looking forward to... I, I think that, I'm not going to lie, I like to dive in head first for a lot of the hot sauces, but by the fourth one, I am putting just, like, a drop on. Yeah. I think if we had a video component, I would be much more... Um, Accountable for the amount of hot sauce you're putting on a wing? Thank you. Because it's on tape? Yes, exactly. I would, I would have a lot more... Uh, responsibility to fulfill my requirement for okay. the listeners and the viewers. So, all right, yeah. Oh, all and right. Impossible Flames trivia—that's another one. Oh, okay, yeah. Impossible Flames trivia is. How can I forget Impossible Flames trivia? I'm gonna put it in the bottom half as well. I'm gonna say it. It bumps. It's five. It's behind some of all flames. Okay. And all right. Dragon's Breath is still six. Okay. Lots of games. 
Yeah. I have another one coming, too, that we're workshopping. Okay. I'm I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's going to be based on something we did last week or maybe earlier this week. Okay. But it's going to be... um, it's going to be kind of like a Bachelor-style thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You said this was related to the the goalie stats thing? Yeah. You did the Kron. Okay. Like a pick-your-player yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm, it's going to okay. be fun. All right. We'll we'll have it either Friday, because I have to talk to Patty about it tomorrow, because he wasn't here today, or maybe next week. we got to okay. revisit our uh, Sensible Flames takes as well. Oh, we have to do that at some point this week. Yeah, let's do that uh, uh, tomorrow. we do it Monday. Sure. Monday? Yeah, Flames don't play Monday. They play Tuesday, so Monday works. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll just have so much to break down from the All-Star game. Oh, so much. All right. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you missed um, Flames Grilling, uh, check out the 7 o'clock hour of the show. Lots of fun with Brent Cron. And if you missed Maddie uh, serenading Croner with Wind Beneath My Wings, it was definitely definitely beautiful. Wind Beneath My Wings. Yeah, it was beautiful. Voice of an angel, that Matt Rose. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcatcher. Follow us on social media at Matt Rose Songstress, at Judge GVP, Mm -hmm. at Patty Dumont Not Here Today. Underscore. Yep. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Have a terrific Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.